Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the first show of 2022, Saturday, January 8th. So you can also listen to my podcast at Facebook Premiere, or you can listen to the show on the show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. To answer any questions, ask any questions or connect with the guests that I have on the show, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And my lineup for the show today, we're going to be having a panel conversation with my two guests, Nancy Johnson of WSI Digital Connections and Carrie Haas of Carrie Haas Real Estate Team. I'll also be having a conversation with Nancy and if you have a business, you need a strategic marketing plan. So we're going to be talking about that with Nancy, followed by a conversation with Carrie on what to expect for 2022 in the real estate market and why. Also, if you're watching my show on the Facebook premiere or the YouTube channel, I want to introduce my producer, Benny, over at Hubbard Radio. Hi there, Tina, and Happy New Year to you. It is going to be a great year, isn't it? Yes, it will be. Can't lose in 22 because it's all about you. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh uh, yeah. 22 because it's all about you. That is awesome. Working it. Uh, Benny. Well, I definitely could not have done what I did in 2021 without Benny's support. And as long as I have him for 2022, then the show is going to be running very well. So thank you, Benny, for everything that you do. I definitely could not do it without You're you. You're quite welcome, Tina. Great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And let's start out with the first show of the new year, as we do every show with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Everything can change in a Fed minute. The Fed released their Fed minutes from the December 15th meeting, and there were some surprises to many on how much the Fed discussed reducing their balance sheet. The Fed minutes showed that the Fed is serious about removing accommodation for more aggressively. They discussed hiking rates faster, and the market estimates it's now showing at a 76% chance of a first rate hike in March. We already knew that the Fed would be tapering mortgage-backed securities and treasury purchases at twice the pace previously, having uh, them done with their buying by March, setting up for the first rate hike. But what was unclear was how the Fed would be handling their $8.8 .8 trillion 
balance sheet, of which mortgage-backed securities and treasuries make up roughly $8.3 trillion of that. The Fed receives money from the bonds that they hold each month, which they have been reinvesting back into the mortgage-backed securities and have totaled roughly about $70 billion per month. This has prevented their balance sheet from running off or reducing over time. In the minutes, almost all participants said that they want to reduce their balance sheet shortly after the first rate hike, which likely means sometime between April and June. They also discussed letting mortgage-backed securities run off faster than treasuries. The last time the Fed uh, went through this in a tightening cycle, they waited for two years to reduce their balance sheet, something they addressed and said that this is definitely not what they're going to do this time around. What are the Fed's options? Well, they could sell mortgage-backed securities and treasuries, stop reinvesting altogether, or allow some fixed amount to fall off each month. With their intention to not spook the markets too much, they will likely do the latter. Now, their comment showed that many supported having monthly caps on the reduction, which is what I expected. I, the Fed addressing the balance sheet is what really impacted the equity in the, in the bond market. Initial job claims, which measures individuals falling for unemployment benefits for the first time, rose 7,000 to 207,000, but still remains at a low level of the claims not far off from a 52-year low. Continued claims, which measures individuals who continue to receive benefits, rose 36,000 to 1.754 million, which is rising from last week's post-pandemic low. Nothing new here. Employers are having a hard time finding new workers and are reducing their pace of firing. The labor markets remain, remain extremely tight. The market expecting roughly 400,000 job creations in the month of December and for the unemployment rate to decline further from 4.2 to 4.1%. After the strong ADP report, I expect that it will beat the expectations, which could be good for equity markets, tough on the bond markets and tough on mortgage interest rates. The service sector led with way that led the way with adding 669,000 jobs while goods producing sector added 138,000. Leisure and hospitality had a big gain at 246,000 jobs followed by trade transportation and utilities with 136,000 and professional and business with 130,000. Construction increased 62,000. Bottom line, of 19.6 million private sector job lost in March and April 2020, we have since recovered about 15.6 million of them. We are still missing 4 million jobs, but there is an estimated 1.3 million of people retiring early with the balance impacted by a variety of different reasons. Interest rates were almost 0.5% higher than this time last year. Refinances fell by 2% and are now down 40% on a year-over-year -year basis. Refinances made up 65.4% of all transactions, up from 64% on the previous week's report. And that is this week's Money Chat. Coming up next in the money, our panel conversation with Nancy Johnson of WSI Digital Connections and Carrie Haas of Carrie Haas Real Estate Team right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. 
You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 8th show, our first show for 2022. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere show, or you can catch the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell, and your local mortgage expert. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, panel conversation with Nancy Johnson of WSI Digital Connections and Carrie Haas of Carrie Haas Real Estate Team right here on 1150. AM KKNW. Welcome uh, to both of you. Thanks, Tina. Tina. So good to be here. Yeah. I did have a conversation and with the two of you together, I think it's going to be a power conversation with us, uh, three powerful women, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Before we get into the panel questions, I want to do a little introduction uh, for my listeners. First, uh, Nancy Johnson is a digital marketing strategist and a trusted advisor to business owners, CEOs, and marketing execs of small and medium-sized businesses. With over 20 years in the tech industry and 10 years in strategic planning, Nancy opened her independent agency with WSI in 2020. Her extensive background allows her to help tech hardware SAS? SAS. Uh-huh. Software yeah. as a service. You know, I was going to ask you before we started the show, and I missed that note on how to pronounce that. So good. It's just like what it looks like on my bio. Um, SAS and online service providers create amazing experiences for their clients. She is passionate about helping business owners make smart choices with their marketing budgets while leveraging the full power of the intranet through seamless strategies that bring real results. And then a little bit about Carrie's passion for real estate carries through every client, whether you are a buyer, a seller, or both. Carrie's business practices are steeped in the philosophy of commitment, honesty, integrity, and an excellence while loving her clients and developing a strong team to produce the best results. Prior to becoming a managing broker, Carrie owned a marketing and graphic design firm. Nine years ago, Carrie brought her leadership and attention to detail along with her negotiation and marketing expertise to the real estate industry, often exceeding clients' expectations and rising to the top producing agent in her office. And side note, she did that in just short nine years of being in real estate. The business that Carrie does and the volume that she does is more than majority of agents that have been in the industry for 20 and 30 years. So that's why she's here today. Carrie specializes in selling for more and buying for less while managing the process and providing support, guidance, knowledge, and education so that you feel confident from the beginning to end. So definitely two great women uh, coming from a place of contribution and heart and expertise. And that's why I'm so excited to have you both here. So first question on Nancy, let's go ahead and start out with you. What life experience? experience brought you into your line of work? 
Well, um, you know, I, I was with Microsoft for about 15 years and I really, really wanted to be able to have that uh, connection with the client. Um, but, you know, in Microsoft, those positions are pretty far and few between. Uh, most of us at Microsoft, you know, worked behind the scenes and, and uh, you know, we helped support kind of the operations of the business. And uh, so really, I, you know, I started doing projects inside of Microsoft that were marketing related um, or internet related uh, for the people that I worked with. And um, I found that I had this great ability to be able to translate for the people that didn't understand the technical aspects of it. I could translate for them and, you know, help build the solutions for them. And so uh, when I left Microsoft, um, I really wanted to get out there in front of clients. And I'm a writer outside of, of, of uh, all that I do, right? I kind of do that as my side hobby. And so I originally opened a company called Writer's Voice LLC, and I wanted to do marketing for writers. What I didn't realize was it was kind of an odd business plan because marketers don't or writers don't have a lot of money to invest in marketing, you know, and they, they really kind of want to do it on their own. Right. So um, actually WSI came along and about that time I'd gone back to Microsoft to work in Microsoft advertising. And so I got this great view of marketing from, from that experience. And uh, when WSI came along, it was just the perfect opportunity because it gave me that chance to work with the business owners directly doing what I, what I love. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's how I ended up here. Isn't it great how our past careers actually, uh, you can pull things out that help us to be better in the careers that in the ventures that we take moving forward in the future. And I love how you uh, got into your new quick career, looked at what that was and realized quickly and then reinvented and started something new that was going to be better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And great. I still have the chance to help those writers as well, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Just not specifically uh, writers. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, Carrie, how about for you? What life experience brought you into your line of work? You know, real estate is really what I was meant to do with my life. I've been literally obsessed since I was 16 years old and um, didn't become a broker because, uh, you know, my family didn't think that's, you know, really what I should do. And so, of course, I I went to school and, and had a marketing firm for many years, um, graphic design, and um, sold my company, semi-retired to do philanthropic things. I'm very active in the community on many boards and um, found myself referring my friends to the real estate agent that helped me open doors. I, you know, not that I was looking for a house just because I love to look at houses. So she was great and, and she did that for me. And I mean, they wouldn't find what they were looking for. And so I'd be like, oh my gosh, I saw this house this weekend. It's perfect for you. And, you know, maybe we need to make some changes. And so I'd help them make those changes. And at the end of it all, they'd have a beautiful house. And, um, you know, after the, the, you know, third one or so, um, on the water in Bellevue, I, I just decided, you know what, maybe this is what I should be doing. So, um, this is really my life's calling is really how I got here. 
Yeah. Well, and Carrie, um, you know, we work together and you, you know, you just have such a beautiful way of presenting yourself and the information and really connecting with clients. And that's, that's how a business grows. It's all about the connection. Expertise is important and not to take away from how much expertise you have, because you are one of the smartest real estate agents that I know. Um, so that's important, but you can have all of the expertise but if you can't connect and really connect with the clients that you're trying to serve, you're not going to have a successful business. And I think that is one of the main reasons that you are so successful in a, such a short period of time, because people trust you. They know that you're, um, that you have that expertise and you just come from such a, uh, a big heart place and you've got an amazing team that supports you. So um, it seems like you can do everything all at once, but I know that you don't do everything all at once. It's your amazing team uh, that handles a lot of that. So I'm just really excited to be a part of uh, your success and to watch you in action, everything that you uh, do with your clients and happy to see that you finally made it to your calling after you did what your parents wanted you to do. Now they've got to be really, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> proud to see, proud to see uh, you know, what you, what you've done for sure. So well, uh, next question, Nancy, how is running a successful business different than what you thought it would be <laughs> outside of the actual business you were going to open? <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, running a business, you know, it's, it's really funny because I, um, I remember when I was when I was a little kid and I would be the one, you know, that we all played office. Right. And I would guide everybody and I would be the leader. And, you know, everybody came to work for me in my office. Right. Aww. And, you know, so there, I was, I like Carrie, it was almost like, this is exactly what I was meant to do, you know, in many ways. I think for me though, personally, um, the sales piece of it really kind of caught me off guard. Right. Um, I knew that I would have to do some, but I just didn't quite expect, uh, I, I was not ready for it. Let's put it that way. Um, and so, you know, as a business owner, I think you have to uh, really come into it knowing uh, who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and that is what made the difference for me is, is understanding why I do this and um, really tapping into that passion and then helping others see that um, that's ultimately what helped me get over the, the fear of sales basically. Right. Because that's what it was. It was, it was really kind of a fear of sales. <laughs> well, and knowing you for the time that I have, um, again, kind of seeing you, not seeing you pivot from one business to another, because I met you after that, but seeing you, you know, pivot and make changes uh, to really continue to build the excitement around the sales side. You've done that really quickly. And that's what successful uh, business owners do is they adapt and they change as they need to. And if there's a skill that they don't currently feel that they have, they go out and search and get that. And so just watching your company grow uh, and the success and how you're pivoting through that has been exciting to be a part of that journey. So uh, thank you. Well, thank you, Tina, because actually a lot of it is is due to you and some of your guidance in this area, because you've definitely been a mentor to me in this space. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Nancy. Uh, so Carrie, how about for you? How is running a successful business different than what you thought it might be? Well, I've been running successful businesses since I was, you know, before I was 20. So um, there is a lot of therapy involved and um, management, both of other people and myself. 
And um, I think that there's a lot of um, growth, you know, there's continued education and growth, um, no matter what business you're in. Um, I think that that's really important. Um, yeah. Well, and I've, I've been a successful uh, business uh, starting from selling Girl Scout cookies in the strawberry field. But what I learned really quickly when I got into the mortgage industry 27 years ago, it wasn't the same as knocking on a homeowner's store uh, as a cute little girl with Girl Scout cookies. So kind of in the same thing as Nancy, I had to actually get out of my own way. It was because then that built the lack of confidence that, wow, you know, why don't real estate agents want to work with me? And, you know, I, I had to have a start having a different conversation with myself of the value that I could add, because really that's what it weighs down to when it comes to sales and it comes to connecting is you can't connect with somebody if you don't have confidence in what you can do. And so I had to quickly go work behind the scenes and have a different conversation with myself that I'm worth it. And I just need to continue making the ask and showing that I'm building on my expertise because that's where another thing comes in when you're new in an industry is you don't have that expertise yet. And, you know, but you really, you learn through the process. And I learned very quickly that within my, you know, my first uh, couple years in the industry, I knew that more than people that have been in the industry for much, much longer than me, because I'd had that commitment. And there's not a lot of business owners that have the commitment that they need to be successful. So, um, you know, a shout out for experienced and not as experienced business owners. Uh, so what is, uh, Nancy, a, a success? And we've got a couple minutes here uh, to wrap up our first of our panel conversation, but what is a success story with one of your clients? If you can share uh, one quickly. Sure. Yeah. I have a, a client uh, who's actually my very first client and uh, they own a uh, an auto shop uh, in Renton. And um, they came to me and they said, you know, we want to do, we want to do some yeah, paid ad. We're doing paid ads now. We're not getting really any return from them. Can you help us out? You know, we're, and people can't find our shop and uh, you know, because of where we're listed online. And uh, so I came in and, you know, we, we did our thing and, and, got them up and running on a, on a couple of plans. And, uh, within, within two months, uh, you know, they were, they were beyond capacity and we had originally started the plan because they had it planned on expanding and their, their deal fell through to expand the garage. And so now, now they're booked out for three and four weeks at a time because, you know, we, we did what we set out to do, you know, when we came in. So just fantastic. I love seeing that. That's, yeah. uh, that's definitely the joy of business, right? Yeah, no kidding. It, that is, yeah, yeah, it's great to be able to see that we, um, how we're actually making an impact on people and for you making an impact on people's business, which is their family, their life, and their community. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, as we wrap up in our last minute here, what about you, a success story? You know, I make an impact on people's pocketbooks. So um, just real quick, there, we stack up against uh, um, other people when uh, we sold a, a condo on one side of the building um, for 576 and um, another person was getting ready to sell their condo and um, we were able to help our uh, person buy that condo for uh, $4.75 and it's a bigger condo with a way better view. Mm -hmm. So we both made our seller a lot of money and we also got our buyer a very good deal. And um, we also had another one. These are both fairly recent 
um, where we had a, a three-bedroom condo that we sold for three twenty-five, and two other agents sold other three-bedroom condos, exact same layout, exact same everything. The other corner of of a fourplex, and uh, they sold those for two ninety and two ninety-five. So we make a big difference. It really makes a huge difference who you have in your corner, and because of my marketing experience. Um, that's why I've been a top agent for five years. You, you had said I've been in the business for nine, but I've actually been one of the top agents uh, for about five years. Yeah. Well, it, to be a top agent and to reach that even at nine years when you're, when you've, you know, you've got agents that have been two, three decades in the industry, it says a lot. And uh, again, because I know Carrie really well and I, I work with her, um, she, she does not lose very often at all, rare to none for buyers. And that is, that says so much in this market that we're in, because no matter how much expertise and marketing that you have, it's hard to look at Carrie's stats and go, how, how in the heck do you keep getting uh, buyers offers accepted? And so, yeah, it's really impressive to see uh, what you're able to do. And like Carrie said, you know, having an experienced uh, agent is so important. Also having an agent that's connected. And because that says a lot when you're, especially on the buyer side, when you're going in and making an offer, the listing agent that represents the seller, which uh, Carrie represents sellers and she represents buyers, but she's representing you as a buyer or seller, one side or the other the transaction. Uh, when she's as a buyer's agent, you have to have a great reputation in the real estate market for that agent that represents the seller to look as you look at your offer as a, as a benefit in taking it. And I know that says a lot uh, with your buyers and probably one of the reasons why you get so many of your buyers offers accepted at such a higher level than what I see with a lot of uh, other agents that I partner with. So yeah, kudos to that. All right, so um, Benny is giving the notice in, in the chat <laughs> to wrap up. So we'll take it to the next segment. Coming up next in the money hour, if you have a business, you need a strategic marketing plan. Nancy Johnson of WSI Digital Connections right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So are you tired of seeing little or no return for your marketing efforts? Have you been burned doing business with cheap internet companies that lock you into long-term contracts and provide no tangible results? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily on the internet? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with them, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI consultant, but they guide you through an effective strategy based on digital experience of their global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results at a price you can afford. Find them at WSIDigitalConnections.com. That's WSIDigitalConnections.com. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk. 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. 
You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, January 8th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can listen to my show on the show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell, and your local mortgage expert. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or more important, to connect you with the two amazing guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, I have Nancy Johnson of WSI Digital Connections. If you have a business, you need a strategic marketing plan right here on 1150 AM at KKNW. Nancy, so excited to have uh, a conversation with you around a strategic business plan because I think this is one of the major thing. If a business is not succeeding at a high level, majority of the time, it is all around how they're marketing their business. Would that be a correct statement? It's, it's pretty, pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah. Occasionally there are a few other things, you know, happening behind the scenes, but it, it but marketing is a huge, huge piece of it. It's a yeah. big part. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, leadership, how you run your company and your team and all of that um, uh, definitely fall, uh, fall in there. Uh, but marketing is a really big part of how you get your product and or service out to your community. So Nancy, what does WSI stand for and what is it? that you are doing for your clients? Yeah, so WSI stands for We Simplify the Internet, and that is really what we what we aim to do. Um, the idea is that, you know, there are a lot of ins and outs of the internet, and we want to help you find the best web presence possible for your business. Uh, so ultimately, in a nutshell, that is what we do. And we have a lot of different tactics across the digital marketing landscape that we use. So whether or not that's building your website or helping you with paid search or whatever that might be. Um, but realistically, it comes down to what does that plan look like and getting you the most effective plan for your business specifically, right? So. Yeah. And there is mm-hmm. a lot of ins and outs. And sometimes you can get in and you can't get yourself out of it because you're all <laughs> tangled up and how the internet works and how to maximize it. There can be a lot of thousands and thousands of wasted dollars if you don't have the right marketing representation. So what is a good internet presence and how do you know if your business has one? Mm-hmm. Well, so there's a there's a few things that you really need to be looking for. First of all, can your business be found online? That's like most important high level, you know, is that is that the case? If if you can be found online, do you does your marketing plan actually include a company vision that spells out who your audience is? Um, because if you don't have that, you're probably not doing that online. Um, so it's going to that's going to impact it in a, in a huge way. Um, do you have an effective website or a blog? Is your social media, how, how much are you, uh, integrating your social media into what you're doing? Are you talking to your clients online? This is like taking your, uh, your relationship with your clients to the next level, right. Um, and having that conversation with them personally, 
on the internet. Um, the other question that you need to be asking is what kind of traffic are you getting to these locations? Are, do you have analytics? Are you looking at them all the time? That's going to tell you a lot about what your overall presence is. How do you capture leads? Do you have a CRM or are you still using pen and paper or a spreadsheet? God forbid. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> but also you want to be asking is, are you consistent? That's the other uh, big point with the internet and with your internet presence. If you put a blog out there and you don't do anything for months at a time, you probably do not have a good internet presence, right? Because the internet is constantly changing and Google and the rest of the search engines, they want to see that you're out there actually participating in your reputation. That's the other thing. Yeah. What's your reputation, your online reputation? So what do you, you know, are you getting online reviews? Are you looking at, are you answering those reviews? Are you interacting with the people that are giving you those reviews? Are you asking your clients to actively go out and give those to you? Right. Uh, so I think those, the, when you are looking at an internet presence, if you're encompassing all of those things, that's really how you tell uh, if you have a, if you have a good solid presence. Okay, so mm -hmm. let's talk about what a strategic marketing plan is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a strategic marketing plan is really going to take all of those things into account. And you're going to look at what are your company's strengths? What is your target market? What are your weaknesses? What's your competition doing online? And are they things that you could effectively employ to help you and what you're doing as well? And it's also about your budget, right? Um, because there is, you know, you have to be realistic. What can your company actually afford and what fits into that? Because there are always different strategies that you can use depending on what that budget is, right? Because you're obviously as a small business owner, you're not going to have Coca-Cola's marketing spend, yeah. you know, but there are ways around that. And there's ways to figure out what is the most effective strategy, no matter what that budget is, right? So um, a strategic marketing plan though, takes a look at all of those things. We put it into, uh, we put it into the plan. We understand what your goals are, what your sales goals are for your company. And that's the information that we take to actually build a strategic marketing plan. Yeah. And so when you break down, I mean, what is that net profit going to be on whatever the product and service that you have to offer? What type of conversion do you think that you're going to get off of the initial uh, reach outs in the, your, your social media reach out? And then how are you going to be able to convert? Where can you increase that conversion on your side? Because that's a lot of it too. You can bring leads in, but then you have to actually close them and you have to maximize that new client that you've brought in. And so all of that, I would imagine, would be part of that uh, strategic marketing plan. Yes. Absolutely. And you just, you just hit the nail on the head when you're not taking those things into consideration. That is when money gets wasted. Yeah. That is when, that's when things break down and it's when you lose potential customers. Yes. Yes. So mm -hmm. Nancy, how do you create an integrated marketing framework? Yeah. So an integrated marketing framework is really when we take a look at all those things from a strategic perspective, but really what we're taking into account is who is your client, right? Where are they online? What are they looking at? What are the questions that they're asking? What answers do they want? And when you're looking at an integrated marketing framework, that takes that into account and it pushes that to the whole next 
to a whole next level, right? And then we're building the plan around what your clients are doing specifically. And it all goes into the strategy, but really you want that strategy to have that integrated marketing framework as part of the overall plan. Yeah, that's why it is so important that you're really targeting your perfect market. You know exactly what the people that need your product and service need. And what Nancy's just saying, it's not going out to everybody. It's being really strategic and knowing who your market is, who that perfect market is, and then accommodating uh, your dialogue around attracting attracting those people, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So Nancy, which platforms should you be leveraging? You know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, one of the other uh, many, many options that you have? Everything. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 do not do that. Um, no, no, really. And that goes back to who is, who is your market, right? Who, who are you trying to get a hold of? Because you do not, you know, a lot of companies should not even be on Facebook. You shouldn't be looking at Facebook, you know, because that's not where the people that you want to get a hold of you, those people are not out there. So that's the big question is where are the people? And that is, that is where you want to invest your primary time. And uh, if you don't know what that is, you know, you can do a little bit of research to figure out exactly where they're at. Uh, So yeah, I think it just depends on who you're trying to get a hold of. And again, part of that strategic plan, you need to do the work up front to ensure Mm -hmm. you're going to get the best results in that strategic marketing plan. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, Nancy, how should you be using the internet to find new customers? Mm. Well, and again, it all depends, right? Um, because because uh, it also depends on what you're comfortable with, right? Um, there are certain tactics that we can use that you know some people they like them a lot, right? Um, they're willing to go out and basically cold call on LinkedIn. That's not my jam, but you know what? I don't For like stalking people... the cold. I don't like stalking the cold. I like courting the warm. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I look at it. No matter what you're doing, there in in everything that my agency does, it is about ultimately building relationships relationships. It's ultimately about that connection because no matter what you do, and if you're too aggressive and you're not considering that relationship, you're going to break what you're trying to build. Um, and, um, you know, you may get a little bit of return up front for it, but you're not going to, you're not going to build that long lasting relationship that you're really looking for. And you're also not going to build that long lasting reputation that you're looking for either. So for every, for every, uh, um, business though, it is different, right? Um, so for some people, LinkedIn is a perfect place to go and find more connections, you know, um, for some people, uh, it is about, it's all about their website, right? They may be investing in paid ads, but their website is not doing the job on the back end. So they've just wasted all that money that they've put into paid ads, right? Um, and that's why it's another reason why you want to have that strategy up front, right? Because those are the things that you're looking at. You're understanding that before you start investing in those things. Um, and ultimately, I think there are a few tactics, you know, like search engine optimization, where it can be helpful to just about any business. Um, But even that there's different ways to go about it, depending on what your business is and where you're trying to get to. Yeah. 
like an example on a website might be, you know, you're bringing them to the website, but you don't have a call to action. They have no idea what they need to do. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. exactly right. That's just probably mm-hmm. one of many, many mistakes uh, that you can see on websites <laughs> and why it's so important that you have somebody like Nancy uh, navigating and helping uh, with her expertise through that process. So Nancy, what are the most common mistakes people make on the internet? So yeah, um, this comes down to, you know, are your, are you, do you, are your goals realistic? And that's where it starts, right? So um, that's why you want to make sure that you're also tracking your goals too, because that, that can help you spell that out. But, um, and that goes back to your strategic plan, right? So that's number one. But um, a lot of times what we'll see is that people are targeting the wrong audience. That's a huge one. Um, People think that they know who their audience is. They think they know who their customers are. And um, when they're not bringing in that uh, audience, when they're not seeing the traffic, we have to question, is that really who they are? You know, and so a lot of times we'll go back and we'll take a look for companies that have are having that experience. And sure enough, it will turn out that they they maybe didn't quite understand their audience uh, the way they should have. So that's that's an, that's probably number two. Um, and I would say, you know, a few of the smaller ones, neglecting your website. Right. So leaving yeah. it just sit there for a long time. You think you have all the information out there. No need to actually go and update it. Uh, that's a big mistake. Um, and then. Uh, search engine optimization is another one. People don't want to do it because it does take some investment. It takes some time investment. It takes, um, you know, there's a lot of nitty gritty to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't do it, uh, it can have a huge impact on your business. Yeah. Uh, So I would say those are probably, um, probably the biggest ones that and reputation management. So making sure that you know what people are saying about you online. Uh, That's, that's the other huge one. So Nancy, we have uh, less than a minute uh, mm-hmm. before I need to wrap up my time uh, with you. Anything that you want to leave my, li- my listeners with? Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually do have a great place to start if they're looking to build a framework themselves. Um, We actually have a webinar, on-demand webinar um, from WSI called Five Must-Haves for Measuring Digital Marketing Success. And uh, so they can find that at tinyurl.com backslash WSI strategy. So that's tinyurl.com backslash WSI strategy, all one word. Wonderful. Nancy, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's always a pleasure to uh, have you and to share your expertise with my listeners. Thank you, Tina. Appreciate it. Coming up next on the Money Hour, what to expect in 2022 and why. Have Carrie Haas of Carrie Haas Real Estate Team right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So are you thinking about selling your home or don't know where to start? With so many changes in the current real estate market, you need the right team behind you, providing guidance and support to get the best return on your investment. Carrie Haas with the Carrie Haas Real Estate Team have the options for you. She, along with her outstanding team of professionals, help you navigate through the process of buying and selling your home from beginning to end, ensuring that you make educated decisions and are well represented and protected. She has a proven process to help buy for less and sell for more in this changing market. Her listings sell for a higher average than others on the MLS, and she's helped buyers get great deals on their dream home. 
Real estate is her business and clients are her passion. So if you want a more stress-free experience and a higher return on your investment, you need the Carrie Haas team. She wants to sell your house and find your home. Visit her and her team at carriehaas.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, January 8th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on the show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell, and your local mortgage expert. I bring you to studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. And now in studio, we have Carrie Haas of Carrie Haas Real Estate Team, what to expect for 2022 and why, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Carrie, thank you again so much for uh, coming in and allowing me to interview you on my show today. Thanks so much for having me, Tina. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. So what is new in the real estate industry and what do you see as the major factors that can that have contributed to uh, the changes that we're seeing? Well, as you all know, we're experiencing a record all-time low amount of inventory, and it's still very much a seller's market. So home prices are going to continue to climb um, through 2022. And what's really driving that is, you know, the millennials are getting married and having babies and, and needing homes and yards for their dogs. And um, they've got great jobs in our area at Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and lots of other tech companies, and they need housing. Um, So even though many companies are allowing people to work from home, uh, most people still want to stay relatively close for entertainment purposes, as well as access in the event that we do start moving toward communal working again. Um, and, you know, interest rates are still extremely low and buyers want to take advantage of that before the interest rates rise as we expect they will this year. Um, so coupled with that, we also have an aging population who are aging in place um, as an alternative to moving into assisted living or next phase of life housing um, because, you know, there's a fear of being quarantined and are exposed in a group facility. And so that's causing um, the shortage of houses right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's easier for people to be able to predict what they think employment's going to do than real estate. The great thing is, is if you can predict what you think employment's mm-hmm. going to do, then you predict real estate because real estate always follows employment. So just ask what you think our employment's going to be doing uh, in our market here. And it's a pretty obvious answer what people think is we have an amazing uh, employment in, especially in the sector that's that's really benefiting and that's in, in tech. So uh, Carrie, what do you expect in the market for this? year 2022 um well you know like as you mentioned uh, about jobs the because of covid um our area is really holding up the whole world right um, but we are expecting interest rates to rise and so buyers will scramble as they try to purchase a home you know before um 
the rates get up there. I, I think we've, uh, it's been a long time since we've had um, a normal market. And I think that a lot of people in the marketplace are just used to a volatile up and down. So when things settle down a little bit, it's, it's gonna feel odd. Um, and so older sellers um, are gonna start selling their homes as they start to need services more acutely. And you know the combination of interest rates and selling more is gonna bring more to the market and bring it closer to normal, maybe in 2023 or 24 yeah. is what I'm, I'm expecting. And no matter who you are, the whether you're a homeowner or not a homeowner or selling or not selling, it benefits all of us to have a balanced market. So to be able to get back into a balanced market is going to benefit all of us. And that's um, what I, I think I hear you saying is we're getting a little bit more towards a balanced market, maybe not complete balance, but a little bit more towards it. Would that be correct? Right. Yeah, yeah. So Carrie, yeah. what has changed about how buyers and sellers are moving around in this crazy marketplace? Well, you know, buyers are moving back towards the city centers and close to light rail stops as businesses adjust, you know, and people are working part-time from home, part-time coming back to the office and, you know, sellers, um, you know, sellers who choose quality agents are still expecting and receiving very high percentage equity growth. Um, but there really are still some, you know, good deals to be had out there. And, um, you know, I think that that people will be moving back to the city center as as time progresses. Um, but people are still still, you know, staying in the outskirts and, and really moving to the outskirts to get more for their money. Yes. Yeah. We've seen, um, I've never seen it to the level that we, uh, that we have where so many people are moving, um, you know, to the outer areas and reason being is because of COVID and they're working remotely. So, and a lot of companies are moving to give the option to allow people, they can choose to work remotely. So now they can live wherever they want to live. Um, right. Well, you know, yes, but also we're seeing that, uh, that's the case, but then somebody gets a new manager and then they want their people to come in. So we are seeing people who did move out having to move in closer because they uh, they do have to commute two days a week or, or something like that. So while it does make sense to move a little further out, moving very far out does not make sense because we did have people moving, um, you know, pretty far out into, you know, um, all over parts of Western Washington and even into like, you know, Cleelum and, wow. and that sort of. And there, if there's no guarantee that you can continue to work remotely, that would be a pretty devastating place to, to be. So kind of really strategizing and understanding, uh, you know, what your options are going to be moving forward in the future. So Carrie, where do you see buyers moving to get more home for their money? Well, you know, obviously the area between Tacoma and Seattle is very important and growing rapidly. The area between Bellingham and Seattle is also um, super hot, but people are moving further out. Black Diamond and Bonnie Lake both have um, large um, uh, newer housing developments that are attractive to retirees and young families. Mm -hmm. And um, the Olympic Peninsula a lot of people are going to, you know, Port Orchard and Bremerton and, you know, they can sit in the car and go on the ferry instead yeah. of driving for that hour. 
and um, it can be a lot more relaxing and um, you can get some work done. Um, and like I said, you know, North Bend is getting so popular that people are going to Key Elum now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't, if, if I wasn't, uh, had so much driving around and, you know, out in my local market, I would love to live in a place where I could just take a, a ferry ride into work every day. That would just be, uh, amazing. So yeah. does it matter who, well, I know it does matter. So let's share about why it matter who, who represents you. And if the market's hot, why every yeah. agent doesn't get the same results. Um, well, you know, it's technically a seller's market, but who you choose really does make a huge difference because, uh, you know, a less active agent um, can really not do the same job and, um, and really make you hundreds of thousands of dollars less. Uh -huh. So even though, you know, people think, oh, I'm just going to put my house on market and the market's going to drive the price. And most agents will, will you know, take the offers that they're um, that they receive and they'll go, okay, pick the best one. But um, we tend to help our clients get even more for their house. And, and that has a lot to do with marketing and, um, and negotiations. Uh, yeah. So you really need a professional team, you know, with a good track record um, to help you get the job done. And, and also for a buyer, it really matters a lot uh, who represents you now, because, you know, a lot of people um, hire their uncle, cousin's brother, um, you know, uh, because they feel obligated to them. But this is really your biggest financial investment, right? And so it really makes a difference um, to your bottom line, how, how, you know, that plays out. And so less experienced agent or somebody who, who isn't a full-time agent might not be able to, uh, you know, get you the best deal, um, when you're looking to buy or be able to get you the deal at all, because there's, there's multiple people looking at, at only a few houses. And so you really want to be, uh, the one who wins and the one who doesn't pay, um, too much, you know? Yes. Yeah, you, you want to be asking your your real estate agent what type of uh, track record that they have. What are their you know what are their home selling uh, you know price over other homes? What are their you know how many buyers? What percentage of buyers are getting offers and how many transactions are they doing? Uh, because that really makes a difference, and that's where Carrie is going to be stacking up with the best of the best in that you know in that data. So Carrie, we have about one minute left uh, before I wrap up uh, the show, and I had a few more questions that I wanted to ask you. Uh, that it just went by so quickly. So what yeah. other information would you like to share in our in our um, together? Um, well, um, I did want to tell you that um, I think that downtown Seattle condos are a good investment right now because they are depressed a bit, but I do believe that they are going to come back in a few years. So I think that that might be a good um, investment coming up this year. And um, also, um, you know, I am proud to have uh, Matthew Gardner, uh, Windermere's chief economist, um, give his forecast and discuss what to expect both globally and locally, um, as well as answering questions at my educational event um, that's coming up on uh, February 1st on Zoom. And th there's still time to register. That's on February 1st. There's still time to register and you can reach me at 206-719-2224 or email my marketing team at marketing at uh, for registration and more details about that. 
And um, I think this year is going to be a good year for equity growth. And so I would uh, suggest that, you know, if you um, knew that you were going to win the lottery, if you went out and bought a ticket, I would suggest buy a ticket right now and do it quickly because you really wish that you had bought one last year or the year before. Um, and this year we're going to have some very good gains. So I suggest um, that if you were putting it off or um, uh, wanting to make a change that you should do it soon. Yeah, get that real estate lottery ticket right yeah. now. Right great, now. Uh, great advice, uh, Carrie. So for, uh, mm -hmm. for, for you, if you're listening to the show and thinking about selling or if you are thinking about buying a property, uh, Carrie is an expert uh, in our local market and uh, really can provide uh, great advice for you in navigating through uh, challenging on both sides, whether seller or buyer side, to be able to maximize uh, your dollars. So Carrie, thank you so much for being here in studio with me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Tina. Let's sell your house and find your home. I love it. And that is uh, our show. I want to um, thank uh, both of our, our guests for being here uh, today. Nancy, again, thank you to you for joining into studio. Thanks for having me, Tina. It was really fun. Love, yeah, always love stopping by to visit you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and Tina Mitchell, your host and local mortgage expert. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I look forward to talking more money with you next weekend right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145-420 is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134-871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.